friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the Woman Friends Podcast. These are my confessions, just when I thought I said all I can say. Okay, big confession to make, which you guys will already have experienced. I have been the worst at posting our podcast over the past several months. Something has happened to me this summer that I just cannot shake. What we'll do is we'll say, hey, let's try and prep ahead of time. So we'll schedule to do two episodes at a time to try and get ahead. But instead of me posting on a regular weekly basis, I'll hold them all because... I don't want to do it. (laughs) So then I'll post like two or three of them in the same week and then go three more weeks without a podcast. I'm so sorry, friends. I'm so sorry. I feel like now that we're getting out of summer, I'll be a little bit more diligent on the consistency of of posting. Llewellyn's like yelling, yelled at me several times already. I've not yelled, but I did happen... (laughs) I did happen to look on there because you guys won't know it, but I was we hoping... missed a week because oh, of just like some family weeks. stuff that came up. I know. Oh, yeah. But like we missed, like we literally didn't have one to release Yes, this week that we were recording this current episode. Um, right. But you, right. I, so right. I went on there to look like, oh, which episode was it? And then that's when I realized <laughs> we hadn't released anything <laughs> in a while. And I'm like, wait. Did I not edit them in time or what no. is happening? No, I was so. really hoping that you wouldn't find out. <laughs> because then then it would have just been all my fault and I could get away with it and you would be none the wiser. And yeah, then but we, we give tons I, of grace on this podcast. Like, it, no, there's for sure. no pressure. And I get your argument of like, well, okay, Leanne, then just like don't post them all and we could use that to like give us breaks. I was like, no, we have to keep going on this podcast. We have to keep going. So there have been several times where the release dates have been exactly the same day. It's just, I blame it on the summer, man. My finances are all out of whack. So is our podcast. I just, I don't know what else to say. Um, What's up with you, Llewellyn? Okay, wait, I do have, I do have a (laughs) confession to make. It's not really like a, I don't know, it's not anything bad. Um, is it as bad as mine? But no. But today, I <laughs> okay. so today I went to watch the episode. This might be because uh, I'm I'm pretty good at watching it before the day that we were going to record them. Um, mm. But today was not that case. I watched okay. it today, and I so I did something different when I watched it today. I decided to watch the entire episode without making any notes. So I just watched Whoa. it as if I was watching it. And it made me realize, and I'm sorry, friends, but it made me realize that I really hate doing this podcast. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, it's been a fun couple of years. If you want to listen, no, okay, so (laughs) here's the deal. It's really hard to enjoy the show when you have to watch it with them and take notes at the same time. Yeah. So I decided today, I was that like, I'm so going to watch funny. it all the way through first. So then I have like kind of an idea of what it's like. Um, plus, I'm also very OCD and like I feel like I have to write everything down. And then my notes are like 10 pages long. So by watching it first, I was able to kind of like, like generally see like what's happening in the episode. And then I kind mm-hmm. of did my own synopsis before I rewatched it to like get a little more. Okay. And my notes are... they read a little bit more like you could just read them as a script almost yes but i haven't mastered how to get them less 
Yeah, I started doing that as well a little bit in the last couple before we switched back over to you, where I started making it more almost like a script reading, like what the script would have said for like direction markers and things. Yeah. But that is hilarious. I also, I also Googled and found that we can actually find all the scripts if we want to. No. Like not they are that. out there. Not that we would, are. but just, um, you know, if we ever look for them. Oh, so that could yes. settle the debate about that one time that we asked Matthew Perry about the scripted part where you thought it yeah. was scripted and I said they yeah. were funny enough for it. <laughs> yeah, it could. Can't, can't remember when that was, though. I can't either, but I bet you one of our friends back. could. One of our friends could, and they will. Assemble the army. Um, talk to me. You mentioned something before we started recording, and... Yeah, I need you to. I need you to explain. Yeah, so um, for all of our friends out there, Leanne would rather I talk to her about my life on the podcast. So yeah, I'm literally like, don't tell me. <laughs> here we are. Um, no, just kidding. I feel like it's. I feel um, like they get to know us better. It's. It's not just the podcast. They get to. Well, know they do us a because bit. then it's like our genuine responses because it's like we haven't heard this yet. You know. True. So that is true. Yeah. So no, tomorrow morning. Not that that matters in time concept of when you're going to hear this, it'll already mm-hmm. have happened. Um, yep. But tomorrow, as of right now, I, I, I and my roommates, my roommates and I are holding a coffee cupping. Now, some of you like Leanne are like, what the heck is a coffee cupping? It sounds so, close to something that like, like a cupping ceremony, which I don't even, I don't think that's an actual thing, but it just sounds super official. And then I'm like, what the frick is that? It's not, it's not really official. Um, it's essentially, it's like what roasters do when they're tasting like the notes in coffee. So all coffee comes from the same bean. If people out there didn't know this, they come from the same bean, but they're just roasted different ways. Mm -hmm. So when a roaster is roasting his coffee, what they usually do is they hold like what they call a cupping and they'll make the, um, espresso. It's usually espresso type, like the way that they make it, they'll make it like all these different roast that they do and they taste it a certain way so you have to like use a spoon um and like slurp it it's this really fancy way that you have to drink it and the way that it like hits your palate on your tongue this sounds so nerdy the way it hits your palate <laughs> on your like tongue wine. um tells you like what the notes of the coffee are so then it helps them like know like what they need to roast better or, like longer or less that type of stuff so my roommates are like way more into coffee than i thought I, I I thought I was way into coffee but they're like even more um Mm. and so one of my roommates we were gonna have this like a month ago and then I ended up getting COVID and it just like ruined the whole plan so um one of my roommates has been watching like this this guy I think his name is James Hoffman Jim Jimmy Hoffman I don't know Jay Hoffman of some some sort you can YouTube him. He has a ton of, like, he's a coffee roaster that does these, like, this certain technique that she's, like, crafted, apparently. Like, she's mastered it, I guess. So she's going to host it, and, like, me and my other roommate are hosting the people, I guess, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that's what we're doing tomorrow. And as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I have to help clean the house because it's kind of a disaster. So, nice. yeah. Well, that sounds invigorating and interesting. Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that enlightenment. Of course. Anytime. Um, let's 
since you hate this podcast so much, let's get into it so <laughs> we can down. get out of it as quickly I as possible. I <laughs> just really miss watching shows without having to take notes. I know. And what's what's hard, I think, for me is like I only watched the series through once, like in completion before we even thought to like do this podcast. And yeah. and then I'm like, man, so the only time I've like, so this is only my second go through. And every time you're like writing notes and dissecting everything, I'm like, man, that is. That's rough. It'd be different if it was like The Office. I've watched it a thousand times, but like for this one, I'm like, man. But yeah, and they're longer. No, they're not longer episodes. I don't know. It seems longer. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Well, it's because we have to pause. And but yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. Episode recap. Let's go. Yeah. So this week we watched season five, episode seven, titled "The One Where Ross Moves In," uh, written by Perry Rain and Gigi McCreary and directed by Gary Halverson, and originally aired on November 12th, 1998. Uh, with his marriage on the rocks... Whoa. Yes. Wait, his marriage is over. Yeah, it's that over. doesn't make sense. His marriage is over. That line is wrong. Uh, Ross moves in with Chandler and Joey, and Rachel is convinced that neighbor Danny is trying to, to seduce her with mind games. Nice. Oh, okay. So, this is still on me. Um... So we will talk about three points of uh, Ross moving in, um, Phoebe and the health inspector, Jerry, and Rachel pawning over Danny. Yes. Um, so we'll start with the soft open and then roll right into Ross moving in because the soft open is literally all about that. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So we are in the cafe and Joey is looking at a National Geographic magazine and mm-hmm. giggling, which is weird for joey um and we find out that he's giggling at the knobs on the pig Mm. which is so dumb um but he quickly throws it under the couch as ross enters looking disheveled yeah real rough um yes very rough uh and he tells the guys that emily's cousin kicked him out because they're divorced Mm -hmm. and we find out there was no lease signed because they were family um which i can understand but also like you found out you were divorced, you maybe should have had that conversation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? Um, so Joey quickly offers to let Ross move in with them um, while he looks for somewhere. And Chandler agrees, but he says, I want to know when you're feeling better so that we can make fun of your hair because it looked <laughs> horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ross is grateful and, you know, says, thank you. Like, I'm going to go pack and he's like i've been packing and moving so many times lately that i'm starting to feel like a nomad and joey starts giggling because he's <laughs> joey and chandler tells us so that he dumb. thought he said go nad oh my gosh okay first of all though what is he moving around emily made him like sell everything so like he couldn't right. actually have that much right you and then also chandler knows joey so well it's hilarious yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so then in the main part of the episode, we're in the guy's apartment. Joey and Chandler enter to a an apartment full of boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, they are everywhere. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, Ross's old apartment was much bigger than their apartment. So I could see why he'd have was so that? much stuff. Uh, maybe not, because he was only a one-bedroom. His kitchen was bigger. Yeah. I don't know. 
He just has a lot of boxes. Um, he does. Again, I don't think he would have had that many. Yeah. Uh, Joey offers and asks him if he wants to put Ross's name on the answering machine since he's living there. <laughs> but Ross has already jazzed it up a little bit with <laughs> his version of We Will Rock You with the words, We will, we will call you back. Call you back. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Um, it was That's so good. It was very Ross. He did a very Ross little like dance, like intent tense look thing like his it, like it, head bobs yeah it took me back to the episode with his keyboard yes oh my gosh me too like me i imagine too. he probably played it on a keyboard like knowing him um, did you guys ever do that as a family with the answering machine no oh we definitely did and after my sister died um well the thing about those answering machines because they were plugged in to a telephone line and therefore to the power if you had any sort of electrical outage, so if a storm came in and you lost power, everything would automatically reset. And I remember I remember our house losing power after she had passed away. And that was like, you know, besides family videos, that was kind of the only thing. It was like another thing that was like left of her yeah. sort of. And I remember my mom just being absolutely crushed because she didn't have the recording anymore. But you can't, like, help it because it's all connected to the power grid. But I remember us doing that as kids. We'd, like, all say our name or something, you know, something. It just made me think, man, we've come so far technologically. Like, I don't even have my own personalized answering machine (laughs) that says, like, this Apple user is unavailable. Yeah, like, gives the phone number. Yes. I'm like, used to, like, real. I don't even know how to change it. We've advanced so far in technology, we don't even know how to do it anymore. <laughs> we used to, like, record music songs onto the thing, and now we, like, oh, my gosh. So great. Anyways, um, David Schwimmer, in that, in that sweater he was wearing, he looks so trim, and yet he has such broad shoulders. Yeah, I think I think in every other like time I've seen him, I usually think of him as very like square, like his because he's so tall. I always think like his shoulders kind of match his hips. So therefore, it's just like straight up and down. But in that sweater, he looked really like trim in the waist, but then like really broad in the shoulders. I was like, OK, David Schwimmer. I still hate Ross, but I just had to mention <laughs> it. Yes. Um, OK, so. Chandler and Joey are like kind of laughing and like they're smiling and laughing like they're acting like they are enjoying it and Ross walks away and Joey quickly points out you that's a fake laugh right and he's like yeah but the tears are real did you see his tie Chandler's oh my gosh yes um I don't remember what it looks like okay it's like the most obnoxious colors at the very base of the tie is a person on a hill and and they're flying a kite, and the kite is at the top of the tie, so the string just goes from like the top to the bottom. That's a very Chandler tie. It's it's so strange. I mean, like no one would wear that tie today ever. Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay, so a little while later, we're back in the guy's apartment, which we're there a lot. So just buckle yeah. up. Um, Chandler enters, and Joey is behind a bunch of boxes that are surrounding his TV. And he kind of has mm-hmm. this look on his face, like, you don't know like what I'm doing. Caught. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Chandler quickly points out that you built a fort. 
Yeah. And he like kind of tries to deny it, but we know it is. Um, and at this point, Chandler notices the air purifier. That's massive, might I add, for that small room. So um, big. And he just is like brought back to college where he remembers hearing that same sound for four years. Uh, and Joey reminds or tells him like, you know, you should have probably gone out more. Um, <sighs> yeah. But Chandler yells that he hates it. And Joey brings him back and tells him, you know, like, look, Ross needs us right now. So just be a man. Get in the fort and watch TV with me. <laughs> the Magna Doodle, it's so perfect because it's it's like perfect for a four. It says no girls around or no girls allowed yeah. around. I don't know why I said that. Um, and also one of the boxes is just called it's like a large box and it just says Ben's shoes. Isn't as if Ben a toddler? And as if he would need an entire box full of shoes. Like, that's how you know they were just trying to fill the apartment. Yeah. They were probably also trying to make it funny, because that's sure. pretty funny. Well, and it, it propels the story that, like, the guys are annoyed because they have to move stuff because there's so many boxes. Like, I, I get it from the writer's perspective, from a continuity, though, it just doesn't make any sense that he would have that many boxes and that Ben would have had that many shoes, you know? Yeah. Um, so then a little while later, we're back in the apartment. Joey is tapping erratically on the chair. And then Ross gives him a look. And then he starts playing with a toy airplane. Um, and again, Ross gives him a look and asks him to be quiet. So Chandler enters and calls them children. Um, which is very Chandler. And Joey jumps up and practically begs him to go play mm. foosball, which mm-hmm. we find out is now in Joey's room because, well, boxes are everywhere. All boxes, yep. So Chandler agrees. They go in, and Joey only has one question. What is the deal with the hand gestures? <laughs> and he does this, like, puppet thing with his hands, and Chandler's like, what bye bye little puppet joey hand like what are you talking about and he's like no the quiet down thing and chandler's like oh you mean this and does like the hand movement that i think everybody can picture ross doing and the face um, yes it's with it's like his one hand is like mouth a c shape and the other one is just like flat and he like pulls it down and has that weird face um and Joey confirms, like, yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't take much more. He taped over Baywatch with a mm. bug thing. How dare he? Yeah. But this time Chandler tells him that, you know, look, it may be tough, but Ross, but it's Ross and I survived college with him. We're going to be okay. Um, and Joey reluctantly tells him we can hold out a little longer. So they start playing foosball, which is a loud game in and of itself like you're hitting sure. a ball back and forth so you're gonna be a little loud um but ross immediately enters and does the hand motion yeah and he closes <laughs> closes the door and chandler's like all right he has to go <laughs> yeah um i noticed it was funny the who uh there's a poster behind chandler's head in joey's room of the who which I thought funny because all the other posters in, Ch- in Joey's room are, of course, of like TV films or uh, like films because he's an actor. I just thought it was funny that there's like one in there that's for the who. I didn't think that. Yeah. I don't know what Joey listens to, but I just didn't think that was it. Well, did you notice that there were also boxes in Joey's room? Yes. I literally <laughs> wrote that, too. I was like, there's there's boxes in Joey's room that are not Joey's. Yeah. 
that would have that would have been one of my like hard boundaries of like yeah you can absolutely move your boxes in here sleep on the couch because that's all we've got but your boxes have to all be in the living room because i need my own space yeah and like they have that whole like that area where the couch is like you could have just made that section like where his boxes sit and then move the couch forward yeah you could have put a fort around the yellow couch and made that a makeshift bedroom yeah there you go for us <laughs> look at us coming up with look ideas at us. we're we're better than most <laughs> um okay <laughs> then we're in the cafe and chandler asks ross if he wants to see the newspaper maybe the sports section international apartment listings um and ross is like yeah i'll look at the sports and joey grabs it very quickly um he's like all right i guess international and joey also grabs that and he's like what mm. i'm italian <laughs> dumb response um so ross reluctantly takes the apartment listings but he quickly points out that he doesn't think anything's going to be in there because there never is but chandler mm. mentions a specific page and a specific circled apartment that is available right now yeah they're um, a little desperate a little bit and they show their hand real fast yes they do um and ross as he was looking noticed that there was one affordable two-bedroom available in five weeks but that's not quick enough so the guys convince him to go look at the studio apartment that's above his price range mm -hmm. that's available now. Um, and he's like very much not having it, but agrees to go. But as they're going to leave, he looks at the boys and he's like, Hey, um, could you guys like maybe chip in on the filters for the air purifiers since we're all kind of <laughs> using it? The purifier they all hate. Yeah. Or the guys hate the two of them. Um, so then we go over to the studio apartment and boy, is it tiny. It's essentially what can only be described as a classic studio in New York City. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's, it's, that's what I imagine like most of the studios in New York look like. Same. It's like you're on Instagram and they're like, look at this 200 square foot studio. <laughs> you're like, 200? Yeah. What? Yeah, which like Where basically like a queen size bed fits in there and that's it. Yeah, it's like for $4,000 a month. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's like downtown Manhattan and you're like, oh it's, yeah, no yeah. wonder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Joey and Chandler like obviously want him gone, so they're talking this place up. I mean, it has a kitchen slash a bathroom. Like who wouldn't want it? You could <laughs> make your food while you're sitting in the bathtub. Ew. Which in a, a studio apartment like that wouldn't have a bathtub, it would be a shower. Yeah, true. Um so then they go to check the rest of the place out, which is literally just one room. So they didn't <laughs> they have to move. 360 it. <laughs> yeah. And Ross is like, not sure about it. But Joey and Chandler keep reminding him like, look, it's available right now. You won't have to be stuck with us for five weeks. And at this point, Ross is yeah. like getting like what is happening. And so he asks each of them individually, like, what do you think? Um, and they both give some stupid answer. And that's when he realizes like, okay, like they don't want me in their apartment anymore and he's like fine i'll i'll go fill out an application mm -hmm. so as soon as he leaves joey and chandler immediately feel bad for like two seconds and then joey looks at chandler and asks what if we got a bathtub in our kitchen <laughs> such a joey thing yeah um so we head back to the apartment the guy's apartment and joey and chandler are sitting on the couch trying to justify what they just did to Ross. Um, yeah, they never sit on that yellow couch. I no, kind of like when they do. Yeah. Um, they point out that they're helping him get back on his feet. And 
maybe that there's not closet space, but he could just hang his clothes out the window in a bag. <laughs> um, and Chandler asks, like, what are we going to do? And Joey kind of pauses and he's like, I don't know, maybe pizza. He's like, I no. laughed out loud. <laughs> it <laughs> so kind of took me. I was not expecting it. Um, and he's like, no, about Ross. So the phone rings and it's the apartment manager. And Joey begins talking up Ross, like saying all nice things. But Chandler, who feels bad, takes the phone and tries to make Ross sound bad. He starts with saying he has a big, huge dog, but mm. the manager loves dogs. So that didn't matter. Great. Um, mm-hmm. And then he came up with he's a tap dancer. But again, the manager's like, well, that's a lost art. So that's kind of cool. He's like, all right, cool. Uh, he's a pimp. He's like, yeah, he's a he's a huge tap dancing pimp. He's like, um, okay, uh, hello. And the manager hangs up. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in this, maybe it's in the next scene, but Chandler's button up sweater. Is that in this scene? I don't remember. I know for sure it's in the next one. So I'll just, okay. it's just a really great looking sweater. He looks good in it. Yeah. It's so- kind of like a, a small V-neck, but it's like a button up sweater, you know, like you could open it and wear it as a cardigan, but he didn't. It just looks good. Okay, so we're in the guy's apartment. Towards the end of the episode, Chandler's spinning Joey in the recliner. And apparently he spun him a hundred times, which I don't think it'd be possible, but he did apparently. Um, And so Joey goes to stand and he doesn't even make it fully to a standing position before he falls over. He's Um, like, I'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, So Ross walks in and he's kind of sad and he's like, I didn't get the apartment, but... Phoebe said I could stay with her for a while so I can get out of your guys' hair. Um, But at this point, the guys have felt bad. So Joey is basically begging him, like, look, we're roommates. You can't move out. Um, Chandler's agreeing with him. And Ross is, like, not sure. And he's like, I don't know. Like, are you guys sure that you want me to stay here? And they're like, yes, we really do. So then he confesses. He's like, so I'm a pimp, huh? (laughs) So that he knows. Um, And he communicates that. You know, I know I can be a lot to live with, but all you have to do is talk to me um, and just tell me what my annoying habits are. Um, And at this point, he uh, inserts his, like, quiet down hands and then walks away. And both of them kind of have this, like, look of, well, that's one of them. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying to communicate, like, I'll keep my annoying habits at, at, like, small, but he's, like, doing the thing. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, I think it's funny that he, like, talks about, like, saying that, Phoebe offered to let him move in with her too, but in in a little bit of spoiler, but like in the following season, Rachel's actually the one that moves in with Phoebe, and then furthermore, Phoebe briefly moves in with Ross while her apartment is fixed after a fire in a future episode as well. So the friends do a little bit of like crisscrossing across this, you know, across the seasons, but. Ross never moves in with Phoebe. Phoebe moves in with Ross at one point, though. Yeah, it's a good call out. Um, I will also say that we will see uh, Ross hanging out with Joey and Chandler in their apartment until the one where everyone finds, or everybody finds out when he moves into a future apartment. I won't spoil it. Um, Yes. I'm, like, really excited for that episode because I actually really enjoy that episode. I know. It's such a great episode. Um, okay, the only other point with these guys is the tag. Um, Chandler mm-hmm. enters after work and he finds Joey in a cowboy hat in the fort. 
and he like goes to make some offhanded comment and Ross pops up and he's like because it's fun and he has <laughs> a hat on as well so he J- Chandler climbs in and he puts on a bonnet and he goes isn't this a girl's hat and Joey tells him to stop acting crazy and make us some tea <laughs> Um, so it's kind of like, it's sort of like the village people, right-ish? Yeah. Um, the Magna Doodle in that scene, I think it says Boppy with a smiley face. I thought originally it might have said happy, but as I was trying to look at it, I was like, no, there's definitely a loop up at the top. So I think it says Boppy, which that doesn't make any sense. So if anyone sees anything differently than I did, but I, That's weird. I tried to see. Um, okay, anything else about Chandler, Ross, Mm -hmm. Joey? Okay. Nope, nothing. Cool. That was the bulk of the episode, so we should be able to fly through these last two. Yeah, can we talk about one of them specifically? What do you mean, one of them? Um, let's talk about Phoebe's. Okay. Here's all I have to say about Phoebe's. She's romantically interested in the health inspector. As they go on dates, they start closing down restaurants until they realize if he keeps closing down all the places she likes, then there won't be any places left. So then she starts recommending places she doesn't like and then just asks, can you just be a normal guy? Do we need to talk about any other part of that? (laughs) Not at all. You just nailed it. Perfect. Cool. Moving on. Rachel. Moving on. Which that should was also so be good. really quick. Thank you. Thank you. If we gave out like, like Oscars or Emmys, like that I'm would be a <laughs> perfect a Tony Award. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't even make sense. No. Uh, okay. Anyways. Um, cool. Well, I feel like this last storyline is like the shortest of all of them. So this works. It's um, really short. So Rachel pawning over Danny. So we're in the cafe. Rachel asks Monica how Ross is doing. And, um, Monica asks if she's going to go for it again. Kind of like, are you really going to go there? And Rachel says, like, no, I don't go for guys right after they get divorced. And Monica's, I think this is one of the best comebacks. She's like, right, you only go for them five minutes before they get married. Okay, but earlier in the series, she went after Joshua, who had just gotten divorced. So we could say that most likely she doesn't go after recently divorced men because of Joshua. True, true, true. That's good. Yeah. Um, this point, Danny walks in with carrying a box full of drink things. Um, mm-hmm. And Monica asks if they're going on a date again, but we find out that Danny hasn't talked to Rachel since they went out for pizza. She flirts in the hallway and literally gets nothing from him. Um, so Danny comes over and says hi, mentions he's having a housewarming party in a very Danny way, mm-hmm. um, and then quickly goes to leave without inviting any of them. Or either of them. And so Monica points out, okay, I guess we won't be warming his house. (laughs) Um, But Rachel starts with this whole crazy logic that, like, I was trying to make sense of it. But, like, it's just so dumb that I I can't make make sense of it. Essentially, Rachel thinks he's not... It's like the control thing. Yeah. The whole argument is who has the control in the relationship. Right. The relationship that doesn't exist. Exactly. And, like, I don't... I still don't like Danny... But the whole control argument is not the way to go about it regardless. But that's going to be the entire focus of, like, what, whose court is the ball in? 
at any given point in time, aka who has the power in the relationship and who needs to make the like the next move. That's essentially like the whole thing. Yeah, which is yeah. By not inviting her to the party, it's because he likes her. Yeah, kind of like he he wants her to chase him, basically. Ex- right, but she's gonna say no because she needs right. to keep the power back at, right. at her. Yeah. Um, I will say that it's interesting that Monica is reading a book called Practical Intuition in Love in front of Rachel, who does not know about her secret relationship with Chandler. Ooh, that's a good catch. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's reading a love book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, Okay, so then we're in the apartment a little while later, and Danny knocks, and he's coming to invite the girls to the housewarming party. Monica quickly says, like, yeah, cool, I'll stop by. But Rachel claims that she'll be busy at a regatta gala. Yes. Which yes. I don't even think she understood what a regatta gala was at first. Um, because Danny asked if she sails. And she was like, no, but I support it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he leaves. And again, she claims, like, he walked right into it. Uh, but Monica's confused. Like, you wanted him to ask you to the party. And she's like, yeah, but he waited till the last minute. Which he assumed I didn't have plans. Um, but I made up that I have plans, thus put me in the driver's seat. Yeah. Again, Monica's confused. As yeah, Monica anybody. can't. Yeah, Monica can't can't even keep up with her. She's like, okay. Um, I will say, it is interesting that she says that she doesn't sail, but later on in season seven, so this is a couple seasons from now. After you remember when Joey accidentally purchases that twenty thousand dollar boat, and yeah. she teaches him how to sail. Oh, yeah. She says that she's been sailing since she was 15 when her dad bought her a boat to cheer her up because her pony was sick. So she does know how to sail, which means she does know what a regatta gala is. Regatta gala. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) She knows what that gala means. Yeah. But I think the writers maybe hadn't um, developed her up to that point, you know, at that time. So they probably just forgot that they had previously said she didn't know how to sail. Yeah. Um, but so it's a little bit of a continuity error because she's been sailing since she was 15. So that's funny further. Yeah. Nice. Um, so we're at the apartment later and there's a knock on the door and it's Danny who is coming to look for a ladle. Um, but Rachel doesn't want Monica to open the door because she's not at the gala, obviously gala, whatever you say, um, <laughs> because it's the middle of the day. Like what what regatta gala is at night. Um, but All Monica doesn't listen, <laughs> opens the door, Danny hands Danny a ladle, which side note, you can totally see Rachel through the crack of that door. Yeah, you can. And he would have been able to notice. So yes, that was so dumb. Um, yeah, agreed. But that's essentially all that happens in that scene. And yeah. then we get to Danny's party and they're walking down the stairs and I'm, might I add Rachel, that coat on Rachel looked really nice. Yeah, it really did. Like, I'm not for the pattern, but, like, she was killing yeah. it in that, that jacket. Dude, leopard pattern in the, like, 90s and early 2010 or 20s, 2000s, sorry, was, like, at least in the 90s, it was, like, everything to me. Like, when I was, like, seven and eight, I loved a good leopard print. It was, like, my oh, really? favorite fashion thing. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> rude. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't like it, but if, if you can pull it off and if you like it, then by all means. I mean, I don't like it anymore, but I loved it when I was seven. So, like, you can't say gross to a seven-year-old's oh, interests. Like, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> you're mean. Anyways. I'm understanding why you don't want kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, You'd be like, gross. <laughs> She'd be like, mom. Um, why is it in the hall? I don't Why know. is this party in the also, hall? Also, did you notice that the hallway there it's is... It's outside of Monica and Rachel's yeah. apartment. Yeah, you can like, see you through the door Like, you look through the crack again. in the... Yes! You see the colors of their apartment. I'm like, okay, yeah. guys. Wrap that up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but they're in the hallway, and she... Monica... Or Rachel asked Monica to distract him while she comes up the stairs to make it look like she's coming back. Yeah. Not that he's ever going to notice, but... Nope. Whatever. So yeah. Monica goes to talk with him and she's like complimenting the food on his plate very awkwardly and he's like aren't you a chef like why are you asking me what everything on this plate is like what is that it's bread (laughs) yeah what is that salad salad (laughs) um and rachel walks up and acts like she didn't remember that the party was that evening Mm -hmm. um and he's like oh i'm glad you're here like just wait here for a minute i'll be right back so she claims at this point that the ball is back in her court um oh yeah she's got the power yeah because he wants her there and he wants her to wait for him um but then danny comes over and introduces tom because he thinks that they could really hit it off and this Mm. moment was just so cringy in my mind because he asked her like oh you work at bloomingdale's right my mom calls it bloomies Bloomies. it was (laughs) so cringy a child yeah um but rachel laughs and basically tells him like dude drop the act um you know, just just call your wingman back over here. Like, get Danny. Oof. We're all fi- like, it's fine. Um, and Tom is like super confused and walks away. And Rachel looks back at Monica and is like, "Yeah, he's lobbying him up, and I'm just knocking him out of the park." Yeah. And at this point, Monica does what I think anybody would do, and she's like, "I need a drink," and just yeah. walks away. Yeah. And that's essentially it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Pretty simple. All right. Favorite scene? My favorite scene is finally when Ross comes back and he didn't get the apartment and he has like a real moment of maturity and just saying like, guys, like I I know that I can be annoying. Like you just have to point those things out to me. Like, and obviously he wrapped it up with a funny moment because he's so unself-aware that he does the one annoying thing that has been bothering them to try and show them that he's going to try and like tampered down his annoyingness which is classic ross so i just thought that was really funny but also like a moment of good like that's a good friendship moment like hey guys like i i know that everyone like i can be annoying like you just have to tell me like talk to me about it and i'll do my best to like offset that and so i just thought it was sweet that they you know tried to like undercut his application even though they were pushing him because they were trying to like win him back so i thought that was cute what about you that's good um, I'm going to go funny and I'm going to go the tag because okay. I just really loved like Joey was standing there and he's like, what are you doing in a cowboy hat? And then when Ross popped up, it was just perfect. It was hilarious. The bonnet was funny. Um, yeah. That's yeah, really that's a good it. one. Um, rating. Um, I'm going to go Unagi. Just another yeah. episode right in the middle. I probably could technically rate it lower, but I'm not thoroughly disappointed with this episode. It's it's more of just right in the middle. 
I laughed out loud at one point. It was it was good. It was it was un. I, I'm just very, uh, very neutral about it, so that's why it's in the middle cool. for me. Um, I'm basically the same. Okay. I was yeah. We'll go with that. Were you gonna say maybe a little lower? I was gonna say maybe we were on a break, but yeah, Unagi, yeah. we were on a break around. Yeah. That. I could have almost said that, or I could have done, like, that with a tag. You know, we were on a break with a tag because it was, like, just under. But I think it's fine to be right in the middle. Cool. Um, um, oh, yeah. Post-show wrap-up. Ah, trivia. Boo-boo. Trivia. Okay. Which one of the guys once wore a goatee? A goatee Chandler. Luke Chandler? Yep. Uh, we just watched this episode. Uh, when Phoebe and oh, Rachel gosh. decide to form their own clique... Whom do they want to take with them? Oh, Joey. Oh, my gosh. If we hadn't just watched that episode, I probably wouldn't have remembered. Yeah. Although we probably would have guessed Joey, because I feel like Rachel, Phoebe, Joey makes sense. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um, Okay. Social media spotlight. Do we have any? Is it me? Uh, We have. We have uh, a little bit. Um, So we got. (laughs) Actually, this is hilarious. Okay, this is a brand new friend that just reached out for the first time at least. So it might not be brand new, but brand new to the social media spotlight. Um, Instagram name is Mohawk Chaturvedi. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, I need correct pronunciations. Mohawk Chaturvedi. Um, they sent us a meme and all the meme says, okay, it's an image. <laughs> we just got done talking about this. Um, the image is a skeleton sitting in front of a computer and it says me waiting for the one with friends podcast to upload. (laughs) (laughs) Roasted. Roasted by our new friend. No, that's perfect. That is is too funny. Thank you for that. I appreciate a good friend roasting. Hey, we have our own meme. We have our own. I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it on Instagram. Right now? Um, No. Okay. Later. Well, I might. I'll try and remember. I'll. I'm gonna do it at some point. Um. Uh, Mahir sent us another reel to watch. Um. Uh, actually, this is a good kind of roast too. I'm sure he remembers the fact that me and you hate the sound of our own voices. Yeah. And of course, like here we are yeah. doing a podcast. So the reel says hearing. Hearing my voice on recordings makes me want to apologize to all the people I've spoken to. <laughs> We're just getting roasted left and right by all of our it. friends. I, I actually love it. Um, and then uh, the the Instagram title Barry, but remember that was um, uh, Grace. Um, she sent us several. Uh, so I'm going through and re-listening and going back to your guys's episode eight with our friend Nicole. And the thing that came up with like how Monica and Ross are so close is kind of funny because Llewellyn, I think it was brought up the fact that there's obviously an age difference, but sometimes it's hard to tell because of how close they are. And I thought of how Ross just never ages throughout his series and how no one ever knows how old Ross is. Just fast forward to minute eight, LOL. Um, That's actually a really great point because we never can kind of quite land his age. Um, It's kind of like a blurry line of how far apart they are in age. 
And then in episode 10, uh, she continues talking about how David was shy, but also bold. It reminded me of the very first episode where Phoebe was like, oh, I wish I could be, but I don't want to. Or I wish I could, but I don't want to. Like, we, that's what we love Phoebe for. Um, and then she really likes uh, her with Mike. But I also feel like her and David would be honestly perfect. And then in episode 12, where you guys mentioned that Ross dresses like a paleontologist, I realized that's the only time I've ever seen a paleontologist as a character is Curious George. <laughs> that's awesome. I think I think her name was Professor Wiseman, I think. Um, that is hilarious. The only time she's ever seen a paleontologist on the screen is, is Curious George. That is so funny. Um, okay. Thank you, Grace. Um for sharing those with us. Um, yeah. Um, that's our social media spotlight. So we can wrap it up with some recommends to a friend. We have come to the end of your long list. Where does that leave us? Um, yeah. Recommend Ugh. list? 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 It's, I, yeah, I don't have one this week. Um, I... Oh, I thought I did. Didn't I hint at something last time? Oh, shoot. I did, didn't I? I hinted at something. Oh, no. Um, That's okay. Hold on. Quick mental uh, gymnastics. What am I using recently? Oh, okay. Um, I bought... I bought my friends and I, because uh, my friends... My girlfriends and I are going to New York City for a friend vacation in the next uh, month or so. And we are all going to be carrying those, uh, what are they, like fanny fanny bum bags or yeah. fanny packs slash sling bags slash whatever you call them, belt bags. So we each have our own version of like a belt bag that we're going to be wearing just because, you know, you kind of want to be hands-free in New York. That way you can like carry a coffee or carry shopping bags and not have to carry like a bunch of other stuff with you. So to bring those is going to be super light, but because you're walking everywhere and you walk like 30,000 steps a day, I was like, I don't want to bring a water bottle and have to like carry it around. So I found this water bottle on Amazon. It's called memo bottle and they're flat water bottles. Um, and so I bought the three of us one each that it holds six ounces of water, which I know is not a lot, but it's more than nothing. And you can obviously refill it. Comes with a stainless steel uh, cap or lid, which is great because then, you know, it's going to be like pretty sanitary as opposed to like plastic or something. And they all fit like all the dimensions fit perfectly into a fanny pack. So it'll be perfect to carry around New York without having to worry about like an extra carryable thing. So, Yeah. Memo bottle on Amazon. Uh, they have them as big as like 20 some ounces. Um, but I got the smallest one. It's called the A7 and it's six ounces. So it'll be perfect. So highly recommend that to a friend. Nice. Um, okay. Next week, we're going to cover the one with the Thanksgiving flashbacks and I'm back to leading. Yes. Which is much to Llewellyn's gratefulness. Yes. All right, friends, we will hopefully see you next week on the One with Friends podcast. (laughs) 